All right, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Business of Fitness podcast. Today, I'm joined by two friends and also part of the NC Fit crew, Rufio and MDV. Rufio manages our location in Redwood City that's done extremely well. He's now pivoting over to our collective and digital side. MDV runs coaching for us globally. We're talking today about why we have three different programs and how our programming has shifted from 2008 when we first opened till now, 2018, with multiple locations, multiple different class offerings. Why do we have it? Today's episode is brought to you by Wattify, which is an all-in-one gym management platform that we use here at NC Fit. We're big fans of. We use it to track attendance for our front desk to track people in. We look at for member management for our athletes to go ahead and track their scores, right? And most importantly for us, it helps with email marketing, campaigns, following up with cancellations, and et cetera. If you haven't checked out Wattify, check them out. Go to wattify.com slash fit for 20% off your first year. Let's dive into the episode. All right, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Business of Fitness podcast. I'm here with two amazing humans to dive into some great subjects. In particular, we have Rufio, first-time Business of Fitness podcaster. Thank you for coming here. Uh, Rufio has ran a location for us in Redwood City for many years and is now taking over um, the digital side of our business with the NC Fit Collective and uh, future programs. All right. Yep. Thank you for having me. All right. And uh, Mr. MDV is with us. Uh, who uh, leads up coaching uh, globally for us, and he's been on the show a number of times, as per usual, MDV. Let's rock. Let's do it. So let's rock. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. So today, we're going to do a 25 to 30-minute AMRAP on a specific subject of how did our programming methodology begin, right, when we founded uh, CrossFit Santa Clara. This was back in 2008. And how has it shifted over the years to where we're at now as NC Fit? Um, 10 years down the road with a number of locations with, you know, a larger uh, demographic. How have we stayed current with the fitness space and how have we better um, approached our training methodology to provide better results for our, our members? Ultimately, how do we provide the highest level of service to our members is a question today. Yeah. So guys, let's go ahead and dive in. We're going to go in three, two, one, and let's go. So early on in 2008, I opened up CrossFit Santa Clara. And we originally followed CrossFit.com, which, as you guys know, back then and, and still today, is a three days on, one day off, um, couplets, triplets, go heavy, etc. Right? Your traditional CrossFit um, methodology. And about a year later, I realized that we ran into a problem, specifically with running an affiliate, with having three days on, one day off. It was tough because our members would come in, you know all days of the week. They wouldn't stay consistent three day on, one day off. And what we would try and do is have like a makeup day on Thursdays. So it'd be like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, makeup day Thursday. But what we ran into was you had different people doing different workouts. And it was tough to coach and properly warm them up, right? So that's where we started. Then we pivoted into doing our own CrossFit programming, right? Which we did for the next so many years. After that, then we started to realize that there was a demographic of our members as we expanded that desired a shorter duration class with maybe a little bit more less complexity and we started a class called quick fit and that was about i don't know how many years ago was that do you remember mm, Four two years and a half three three years ago and now today um here we are 
about a year ago, we implemented a NC45 program. So now we have three programs plus a compete. We have NC30, NC45, NC60, which is most similar to obviously CrossFit, except for it doesn't follow a three-day on, one-day off program. And we have our compete program. So I want to start there just by laying the framework. Now, let's begin by introducing this idea of why do we have four different programs. And, and I'll, I'll pitch it to MDV. We have chosen as a, as a, as a business to have four different programs and why do you think that is and, and, and what are the benefits and what are the maybe negatives of that? Sure. Can I ask you a question before we start on that? Yeah. What the hell did you do on rest days on three day on one off? Like was the gym, it was just an open forum for anybody could do whatever they wanted. It was just an open <laughs> forum. And, and, and in retrospect, right? I mean, I was, I was following the charter, right? And, and it was in, in theory, it made sense, right? You come in day one, you crush it. Come in day two, you're still, you're still available. Day three, you're coming in, you're a little bit tired, right? Yeah. But you know that you have a rest day the next day. So in theory, I get it. But in practical application, in the gym setting, most people are coming in like five days a week and then taking the weekends yeah. off to be with their family. So yes, you'd have, you'd have one guy doing Murph, you'd have one guy doing Fran, you'd have another lady doing, you know, Barbara or whatever. And it was, it was, it was, a, it was a, how, how many gyms were doing that? At the time, did you know of any other gyms that were also following CrossFit.com program? I mean, I think early 2008, I just said to myself, why reinvent the wheel, right? Yeah. And, but then I realized there was a reason why we needed to kind of create our own thing. It had to do with how much space we have, what type of equipment. Um, you know, when they call for, I was scaling things out so much and the three days on, one day off was just, it wasn't practical from a business perspective. That's a really important point that you said though. You very early on realized you didn't want to recreate the wheel. I mean, that's probably true of a lot of gyms right now recreating the wheel for themselves over and over and over and over again which i'm sure we'll talk about in this podcast but I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of sure. extra work there, that's going on in there that could be spent doing other things which you did for your business that helped grow your business in 2008 yeah you're you're 100 right i mean early on i found cross.com we used that but then we had to realize we had to pivot away from that and i don't necessarily think like we were saying like, oh we're doing better programming or worse programming it just it, it put us in a better position for success because of specifically at that time, it was the, it was the rest day. That was the, the defining characteristic that made us choose our own path. But then over the years we implemented a 30 and now we have 45 and compete. So, you know, MDV, maybe for those people who are unfamiliar, yeah. why do we have these different programs? For sure. So, um, like Jay, you said, NC 60 is our expression of CrossFit. NC 45 for us is a foundational program that builds off of foundational weightlifting elements and has a strength component every day. And then it has a Metcon that will commonly include the strength skill that's learned every day. But that's moderate loading, moderate complexity, moderate volume. It's a really nice bridge program for us. It's also a great program for athletes to revisit the foundations, revisit the basics if they want to get more exposure to just squatting, pressing, deadlifting, and, and power cleaning, right? And then NC30 is basic but potent movements all put together into you know anywhere from a 12 to 18 minute workout for us and includes weightlifting gymnastics and monostructural stuff but no barbell we're using kettlebells dumbbells wall balls boxes bikes rowers and all, all the like and um, we found a lot of success with those three different style programs um, you know they they all involve functional movement they all involve really high level world-class coaching but they meet the needs of the client in a, in a very different way. You know, we have a lot of people that come into our gyms that are looking for uh, NC60 or constantly varied functional movement, high intensity, and we're able to give it to them. And we have a really, really strong program that offers that. We have some of the best program in the world. I really believe that. 
But then we also have an NC30 program, which is a program that doesn't have a barbell, that's less intimidating, more approachable, very easily scalable. It's narrower in its focus, and you know what you're going to get more out of the program. And there's people out there that want that. There's also other businesses out there that are offering it, and they're offering it with less expert coaching. They're offering it with movements that might not be as beneficial. So when I look at our program and I go, we're doing this to better serve the needs of people who are out there looking for fitness. They're looking to grow. Who cares if they don't want to come in and snatch and do muscle-ups? They want to come in and move and get a great workout. That's kind of where we're at with NC60, 45, and 30. Yeah, and I think what's really important is one of the things that we've done as a business, we said, hey, look, we don't want to just start like a boot camp to start a boot camp. I see a lot of gyms out there that start offering a 30-minute or a boot camp cell class, no barbell cell class, without fully telling the story. Mm. So for us, our story is, and for those of you listening who have a gym out there, you want to define what your story is. A lot of times I get on the phone with gym owners, they'll start throwing in a, you know, uh, 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 one of them would call it like a gluten-free program. And I was like, okay, well, that's, that's fine. But like, what does that mean to the outsider? For us, when someone comes into our gym, and Rufio, you know this better than most, is that you've operated a gym for a long time. So when you're there, you can easily explain to someone, hey, look, we have these different programs. We have 30-minute, 45-minute, and a 60-minute. And with the increased duration of this class, it allows for our coach to develop more skills with you or to increase the weight. But you don't necessarily need a 60-minute timeline if you're going to be doing a 15-minute AMRAP of rowing and wall balls, right? And, and I think that's the way we describe it, though, is we say these are different characteristics. These are different programs. Both are very phenomenal. If you're coming in more consistently, like five, six days a week, come in for 60 because it's going to have more variance, more complexity. But if maybe you're only coming in once or twice a week, it's tough to jump into that class because it has so much variance and so much complexity, it takes a long time to get good at those particular movements, especially if you don't get exposure to them. And I, I don't know if that's something you've seen you yeah, know, running as an, a gym for so long. As, a, as an operator of a gym, whenever someone comes into your facility, you're trying to understand where are they, right? Where are they in their fitness journey? And for someone who's brand new, maybe a little bit scared about walking into a CrossFit gym, you can immediately have that conversation with them and say, hey, don't worry, we have a program that's going to be great for you. You're only looking for exactly something like one to two days a week. Come to this NC30 program. We offer it at this time. It's going to be a great starting point for you. They start to feel it out, get a little sense of it. And then we have had many people who have, you know, been in that program for an extended amount of time and start coming every day. And we go, hey, what do you think about putting a barbell in your hand? What do you think about trying this? We'll give you a prep course on us. Just see how you like it. And then you can start jumping into their CrossFit classes, our NC60s. And that's when they really get the full buy-in. And then we've had people that have had really great success stories. And we've had people that just want to stay in the NC30 because maybe it's a little faster. Maybe it's just, you know, they're not interested in those complex movements, which is fine. We keep them there and they have a great time. Yeah. And they're really great parts of that community. Yeah, I think, I think you, you touched base on two things I think are really important. And I'm sure MDV would agree with this, is that when we talk to gym owners about how they introduce new athletes into their gym, oftentimes either have a fundamentals course, which is fine, but the downside of that is you might be taking up key peak times in a gym, having a coach, you know, maybe with one person when they could be maybe double staffing a class or perhaps they're doing privates, whatever it may be. But I do think for us, having an individual be able to come into any 30 class, mm -hmm. any 45 class or schedule a private one-on-one -on -one is a nice way to lower the barrier to entry, get people in the door and make sure they have a good experience. I think what's happened in the past, and this is, I know for me, I've been... I've been at fault of this. You'll have a new person call you on the phone. You say, come on into any class you want. So they come in and maybe that day you're doing, you know, full snatches and rope climbs as an example. 
for someone who's been coming in consistently six to seven days a week for years, that's a phenomenal stimulus. And they need that to kind of push the barriers of, of their abilities, right? We want to do that. But when you have this new athlete come in, I almost feel like you're doing everybody a disservice because they're going to come in and have a subpar experience because you have to scale it down so much. It's no longer perceived. It's no longer the same stimulus. But also, by you spending so much time scaling this down effectively, you may also be neglecting the rest of the class. And I think by having them come in for a 30 or a 45, it puts them in a better position for success because of the decreased level of complexity on their first day. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I, I really, I love the fact that we have these three programs because we are able to cater to people's goals in a, in a very, uh, we're able to, to offer them the experience that they want, right? But we also have a progressive learning experience that's built into these three programs. So you could start somebody off in 30, then you could move them to 45, and then you could move them to 60. What I'm really proud of across our entire coaching staff is that, is that our coaching staff is good enough to introduce anybody into any program and make it progressive for them. But there are, that's a challenging thing to do. Like you just said, man, like if you're introducing somebody who has uh, some sort of injuries or limitations or they're very deconditioned or they're in over their head, they don't know what they're getting into and, and they want to hop into a CrossFit class or NC60, that you need to be a damn good trainer to get that done. And sometimes it's just not appropriate for that individual at that time. That can be a hard discussion. And if you have nothing else to offer them, then they're, they're SOL. They're, like, they're shit out of luck. Like, um, that's what I really enjoy about, about our programming is that we have the three options. It's available to be progressive. It's available to meet people's needs. But we also, we also trust our trainers. Yeah, I think trusting your trainers also comes in the preparation. And so, you know, Rufio, you're coaching on a daily basis. I mean, we coach all the time too, but I think for us, one way that we try and set our coaches up for success, I was talking to a, a gentleman the other day on the phone and he said to me, he's like, some days we double staff, some days we don't, mm -hmm. right? The class at night. And I was like, okay. And he goes, you know, how many people do you think each coach should have to, you know, participants to coach? I said, well, that depends on a few factors, but in particular on obviously the skill level of the coach, but I'd also say on the time and energy that goes into for the preparation, because my thing is, I know that I've had this problem where I've gone into a situation and I've been fully prepared. Hey, if this happens, I'm going to do this. If this is this, I'm going to scale it this way. All of a sudden you can easily accommodate larger classes because you go in there with a the mindset that you're prepared, which is the goal of our session plans leading up to it. But if you don't review these session plans, if you're not thinking about how you're going to scale effectively, if you're not thinking about how you can even scale up or what options are, you might go in there and, and have a much more challenging time. And so I guess where, I, where I'm piggybacking on what MDV is saying is that if someone does come in for a 60 class and they are deconditioned, whatever, that's fine. As long as you are fully prepared in your head going into it. So like Rufio, on a, on a regular basis for your coaches and for you in particular, what kind of are the checklists for you and how are you using our session plans to better prepare you for, for what you have to do? Because if coaches, if gym owners aren't giving their coaches these session plans, I think that's low-hanging fruit for them to provide a better product. Definitely. I think, um, you know, coaches are probably very engaged and familiar with their communities. So a lot of that daily preparation that can go in is how do I know a typical 4 p.m. Or, or 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. class looks like? Who are the usual demographic people that come into that? Maybe you have one class that typically has a more advanced demographic, right? Um, at our gym at Redwood City, we definitely have one class that trails towards the, the advanced side. So I know that for that class, I might be able to do a more advanced progression 
But at the same time, if I have a deconditioned athlete or two that come into that class, I need to be flexible to work back. And so that's where having a session plan can help me in advance of saying, okay, here's the skeleton of my day. I got my warm up, I've got the, my progressions that I want to go over, and then all this the stuff in between that will lead me ultimately either to my strength or to my workout. But knowing, being prepared in advance for how is that going to look differently from class to class based on who I know or immediately on the spot who comes in. You can't do all of that work if you're trying to figure out how you're just going to even run the warm-up in five minutes if you start seeing athletes coming through the door. But if you already know that before, this is how my, my 60 minutes is going to go, and now you're watching athletes come in, or now you've got, to our example before, someone who's never done CrossFit before walking in and trying out a class. You don't want to turn that person away because... I already understand how I'm going to run my class. You have to be flexible to be able to change that. And that only works if you have the whole 60 minutes figured out before. So on that, so we're talking about session plans, which I think are critical. But I also, while we're on the point of, of coaching, um, MDV, yeah. you know, you're doing coaching globally. We've incorporated some new things recently. And maybe you could share um, your internal coaching evaluations that you've done recently. I thought that was a cool thing for for owners oh, and coaches, the self-evaluation, yeah. because I, I think a, a component of this, right, and I hope, again, owners listening, we are not uh, we are not doing everything perfect, but we are constantly striving to evolve and adapt and flow, and that goes for our programming methodology and where we're seeing our members are at, but also goes for the product we're trying to deliver on the floor, because at the end of the day, and I think you guys would both agree with me, a gym could just offer CrossFit. Mm -hmm. Frankly, at, at, at Redwood City, how many out of our total classes, how many classes a week do you have at Road City? Oh, man. Uh, you're putting me on the spot. Like 60 plus? Yeah, I think it's around 60. 60. 60 plus? Sure. And how many um, NC30s are there? Like, no, what, only like five. Five a week, yeah. right? So predominantly, and you guys have what, 3,000 square feet? Yep. And there's what, 300 members? Just about, yeah. Right? Right. So we're talking about a profitable uh, standalone location that is predominantly CrossFit. And I want to make right. sure I'm, I'm very clear about that, that you don't have to diversify your offerings to be successful. Yeah. It's just something that we've seen good success with across all of our locations. But in your particular case, it comes down to one thing and one thing that's very important. Can your coaches properly scale and administer a quality class? Now, going back to the self-evaluations, right? I had to add that caveat about the, because I don't want people to get this expectation that all we offer is NC30 and NC45. Because at a lot of our locations, NC60 is still the prominent, you know, well, program. It's, it's different by by location too. Yeah. If we open up a new location, we can we can have a lot more of those classes that lead into the 60 because you'll have a lot more people that are newer to CrossFit. At Redwood City, when we introduced a 30-minute class or a 45-minute class, we already had a lot of people that were doing CrossFit. So to replace a 6 a.m. class that is very popular with people doing CrossFit didn't quite make sense. But what it did allow us to do was allowed us to expand our schedule into places where, yeah. you know, if you came to an 8 a.m. CrossFit class, you could probably come to a 9 a.m. CrossFit class. But what we did instead, we added a 9 a.m. 45-minute class. And what we found that people wanted that unique experience were able to come to either 8 or 9. We got both of those demographics. Yeah, it's a really good point. So I want to I want to touch base on scheduling, but before we do that, mm -hmm. I want to get back to what MDV and I or what we were all talking about. So do you want to touch base a little bit about the, those self evaluations? I thought they yeah. were pretty powerful. Yeah, the self evaluations were awesome. Before before we get there, I, I think it's important to note that every single one of our coaches can is and is able to coach all three of our style classes: NC30, NC45, and NC60. We ask our best coaches on our our roster, and we ask our our greenest or our newest coaches on our roster to be able to coach all three. Now, 
Uh, obviously, somebody who's coming into our organization who's newer, you might not throw them into the fire right away or, or you know, uh, with NC60 without some support, without some progressive learning. But if you have that style of programming where you have some NC30 classes, NC45, NC60, you now also have a progressive learning experience for your coach, for your trainer. You can get that coach on the floor in NC30 where the, the quote-unquote risk is relatively lower because the complexity is lower. And the, the volume, Yeah, the volume is lower. The loading is lower. Yeah, and exactly. I mean, I think the variance is a key component there yeah. because if you look they at – They know what movements. Yeah, because if you look at like expanding the margins of your experience, yep. right – um, CrossFit by design is supposed to expand the margins of your experience. That's fine. But 30, those margins are just smaller. Yep. 45, they get a little bit bigger. <laughs> 60, get a little bit bigger. And then if you have compete or even the CrossFit games, it's a lot bigger, right? But I think you're asking our coaches now to develop a competency, right? Just like we're asking our athletes to develop a competency in less scope, we're asking our coaches kind of to develop a competency in less scope. It's a nice way to introduce them to the programs. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Self-evaluation. So. Yep. Um, we've talked a lot about culture of feedback before. Um, that's a big deal within our organization, just being able to share best practices with your teammates, share constructive criticisms with your teammates, build each other up through care and trust. Um, but one thing that I noticed was lacking was that, you know, we were giving a lot of feedback to each other, um, you know, me giving it to you and you giving it to me. But we didn't have an opportunity for the coaches to be self-reflective. And what we put out recently was, a self-evaluation form, which the coach essentially evaluated their own skills, strengths, and weaknesses as a trainer. So it went, started off with asking the coach, you know, where, where do they think that they are at in their journey? You know, what are their goals or what are a couple of goals that are on their radar? And then it went through the uh, foundations of effective coaching. So it was teaching, seeing, correcting, demonstration, presence and attitude, and group and time management. And it asked the, the coach to, to, to identify one area in each one of those that they're strong and one area in each one of those that they need work. And the important thing about those self-evaluations is like it not only gets the coach to think about where am I at in my journey, but it, it creates a common language now between me and you. And, and we can talk about this together and maybe we find out that, hey, we're on the same exact page here. We have a very similar uh, concept of where you're at and you've evaluated yourself amazingly well. But also, you have some things that you'll look at on there and you'll be like, wow, I actually, Jason, I think your teaching is fantastic, but you put it down here as something that was a significant weakness for you. And you're going to discover and, and have more of an opportunity to communicate with that coach in a meaningful way. So we're, we're going to continue to roll those out. We'll probably do those twice a year with our entire team. Some of the questions might change as we go through the process, but the first one was a really big success. And then, so these coaches then provide that to their direct manager? Yeah, so this time around, what we did was we had every single coach in the organization fill out a self-evaluation. Uh, some coaches and head coaches choose to do it in a group, so they all filled it out all together, and some coaches gave it to them, and uh, they went home, filled it out, but then they were all returned back in. Each one of our gyms has a head coach. They collected them, and then we all read them, and then we had conversations from there. I think the major takeaway for me and Rufio, maybe you could agree or disagree, but I think for me, it's that it's the fact that what I might think are my, you know, strong suits or weaknesses may not directly um, correlate to what my, my manager or other people might see. I think it's good to know that like, hey, I think a weakness of mine is X. 
but all of a sudden you think that's actually a strength. So maybe that reframes it in my mind. Or maybe I think something's actually a strength of mine, but you actually think it's a weakness of mine. Maybe I'm too arrogant. Maybe I'm whatever it might be. Yeah. I think that's a really, really cool component. And so not to switch gears completely, but I do want to get back to our programming uh, kind of charter. So you started off old school, three days on, one day off, kind of pivoted, adjusted, added in this quick fit, like I think probably about at least four years ago. And then, um, you know, about a year or two ago, we added in the 45, which kind of bridged the gap. So what we saw with the quick fit, our 30-minute class, was it was low complexity, low variance, no problem. But then we had 60, high complexity, high variance. But we needed something in the middle that kind of had a pure strength, fundamental strength with a, with a conditioning piece. And so my question to you, Rufio, is as you've seen us roll these out in new locations, right now we're at our Campbell location, but we have, you know, our Stevens Creek, our Redwood City, our Santa Clara. Some of these have been around longer, some of these are newer. Um, when we roll them out, you brought up an important thing, I think, for, for gym owners listening. What do you think we did well? What do you think we did wrong by introducing originally the NC30? This is years ago. Mm. What do you think we could have done better? What do you think we did right? Because I have my own opinions, but I'm curious from you as a as someone who actually administered it? Hmm. That's a tough question. Um, I think it's understanding, like like you go back to what you said at the beginning of understanding, like what is the purpose of that program? Like what is that program serving? Who is it for? And we had to be able to discuss with our members, hey, we're, we're adding value here. We're not taking away classes. We're, we're, we're adding a different kind of class. And it's, you know, it's hard to have a conversation with a, um, you know, very straight and narrow CrossFitter about anything except for straight and narrow CrossFit sometimes, right? And so we have a lot of members that said, well, they don't, they're not, there's no barbell in there. What? I, don't, I don't get it, right? And so we had to do more education around this is where we've come to and this is why we're adding this into our program. I think that's something we could have done better when we I, brought that program in. I, I completely agree. I mean, I think one of the areas that we dropped the ball on, and I'll take responsibility for this, is that originally I was like, okay, we need a 30-minute class because people want to desire to sweat more and lift less, as an example, right? They don't, they don't want to sit there and talk about the muscle-up for 20 minutes. They just want to get in and get out. But that wasn't like a strong enough foundation to lay on, and I think that we did a poor job educating our team, first and foremost, why we are doing this. And so I think that was something we learned the hard way is that if you are going to look to diversify, it's why are you looking to do it? What, what, what demographic are you wishing to serve and why? And is your team on board with that? Because I think we could have done a much better job of that. Now, since then, I think we've done a much better job explaining why we have these offerings. But I think if we had done that from the beginning, it would have been much better received. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, my opinion on this, and this is going to sound strong, you need to be a good enough trainer to go out there and coach 30 as well as you coach 60. And a lot of times coaching a 30 class can be more difficult sometimes than coaching a 60 because you have nowhere to hide on a 30-minute timeline in that class. You have to be really quick to scale. You have to be really quick to teach your skills. you got to evaluate movement quickly. And I think it's a cop-out a lot of times. And this is kind of like a random tangent, but a cop-out for coaches to say, oh, no, I don't want to coach uh, that style class, or I don't want to coach this style class. No, go out there and prove that you're one of the best coaches in the world by coaching the simple movements really damn well and coaching the complex movements really damn well. Um, I know that's kind of unrelated to messaging to, to the community, but also if you're dealing with issues with your team when you're introducing classes like this, like that's the route I would take. I mean, like, hey, y you are now going to be challenged as a trainer to be on a shorter timeline to teach skills to a group who might not have walked into the gym that day knowing they were going to even 
squat or box jump or whatever in NC30. Um, I just think that's so important, man. Well, to yeah. add to that, I mean, I think, you know, when you talk about, you know, teaching these complex movements like a muscle up, it's, it's reaffirming as a coach to be able to watch somebody get their first muscle up and be like, I, I helped them do that. Right. And NC30, you're not going to get that as much, but what you are going to get, maybe you, you might not see on the surface level is like, you're going to bring someone who's maybe very deconditioned into our oh, world yeah. of health and fitness. And if you can get excited about that and understanding the impact that you're having, then maybe you can approach an NC30 and say, oh, like I'm, I'm having a bigger impact here. Yeah on somebody's life than getting them their first muscle up. Yeah, so I think there's just two notes on that and then we'll move forward on something else. But I think a lot of times coaches can fall in this gap where they they use complexity as an outlet. It's so like on snatches, like, oh, you know, you know, double knee bend, this, this, this. They try and come oh up with some like creative God, because <laughs> because it makes them think they sound yeah. smart. And instead, it's like on an air squat, it's like you gotta really have the fundamentals down, right? And yeah. at the end of the day, a good coach is someone that could create cues or ways for someone to move better, right? And if you fall in this gap where you just focus so much on complexity to make you sound smart, that's not helping anybody. <laughs> and I, I think that's a really interesting thing. But yeah. I also wanted to just mention that one of the reasons why, one of the things that we've done over the years that we've actually learned from a class offerings as a subject example now, we've tried Oli lifting, we've tried yoga, we've tried spin, yeah. We've tried Pilates. We've tried all of these. And I think what it comes down to is that if, if you remove everything, we focus on, you know, functional movements performed at a high intensity and with varying degrees of variance, right? That's what we focus on. When we've tried to do yoga, when we try to do different things, it's fallen short because that's not our core competency. Yeah. And I think it's important for us to just relate to everybody that if you are looking at diversifying your offering, what I would recommend is first say, hey, are you doing what you're currently doing well, right? Where are the holes? Don't just immediately think that by diversifying, you're going to double your membership base because it's not necessarily true. But what diversifying could do is you could now expand that net just a little bit to get the people who might be interested in the Barry's Boot Camps or the Orange mm -hmm. Theory and to get them into your system to let them see the value of your coaching and then progress through your programs. I yeah. think there's something very powerful there. There are a lot of gyms out there that do have success, though, offering specialty type of classes, right? Whether it's Oli or strength or endurance. And, you know, at least in my experience, if you have somebody who is undyingly passionate about that subject and they are committed to making this work long term, not just for a couple of weeks, not just because it sounds sexy at the start, and they can really get behind the program and they're going to own it start to finish for however long this freaking thing goes, maybe give it a shot. And, and more than likely, you're going to have some success. But if you don't have people who are super, super, super passionate about it, if you have people who are flaky, who are half in, half out, who are doing other things on the side, they have other jobs that yep. they got to go and get to, like, that's a lot of times where these issues arise with specialty classes, man. It's not because these people don't have good intentions. They're just not married to well, it. Well, because you have one coach passionate about it all of a sudden what if they can't coach on a tuesday yeah you now what are you gonna do cancel the class right and so i think it's all about creating your charter what are you going to provide right and then administering it most effectively yeah. and the way we do that at nc fit right is we've gone through a lot of areas to get here but where we're at is we have four programs including the compete mm -hmm. which is additional volume on top of our nc60 right we have our nc30 lowest level of variance lowest level of complexity 
Then you progress to that with a fundamental lift and then a conditioning workout. And then finally have our 60 minute timeline, which allows the coach to develop more skills, lift heavier loads. And the, this is our charter, right? We have some exceptions in different locations because of where we've kind of grandfathered or, or had these locations for a long time. But moving forward, as we're opening up new locations, this is our core competency. What I would ask every order, every owner out there is, what is your brand? What programs are you going to offer? And how easily can you describe that to someone that walks in your gym in an easy-to-absorb way? Right? 100%. So, guys, the last, uh, oh, 30 seconds or so here. Um, <laughs> I just want to wrap it up by uh, thank you guys for coming on, chatting about this, and, and really just kind of like, understanding that this is not set in stone today, right? If a year or two from now, we understand there's a program that's going to help our members get in better shape, help them come in more often, then we're going to do it, you know? And, and I think it's all about keeping um, more touch points with more members more consistently. It's going to get them better results and keep them more connected to our community. Rollerblading. Rollerblading. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Rollerblading. I'm waiting for ice skating to yeah. come. You're waiting for ice skating. I'm waiting, man. Well, guys, if you want more information about our different programs, please check out uh, ncfit underscore collective on Instagram. Check out our nc.fit slash collective. Um, that's going to be our website. If you want to get a free trial, hit up Mr. Rufio here. Um, it's going to free you up a lot of time. Let us kind of do all the work on that. Follow the session plans. Follow the programming. And as per usual. Keep uh, keep raising the bar out there. As the tide rises, all the boats move up. Love it. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Yeah.